Peace. Welcome back to Humanity Works Podcast. I'm your host, Jihad Messiah Yusuf. <clears throat> I don't know why every time I want to go live, man, my voice want to get to acting up. My voice want to get dry. Sometimes I go blank. Man, I just came off a great episode, man, with Kimberly Reyes, man, that we was talking about the state of black motherhood in the U.S., man. And I need you all to go check out that episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend to come on in, like, share, subscribe, please. But that show was very informative for a lot of young women who's thinking about giving birth, the stuff that black women have been through in this country as far as pregnancy in the hospitals. It was a very intriguing and interesting show, and it's information that everybody can learn from. And I want to tell you, a lot of you brothers, man, we need to become more sensitive, man, when our women are pregnant. Because there was a lot of things that she presented on that show that I probably didn't understand when I was a younger father and my kid's mother was going through the pregnancy. And I probably wasn't sensitive about a lot of things, but I'm going to ask for forgiveness today. I'm sorry I didn't know. I'm not going to even blame it on my youth, but we just got to do a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. But basically, man, you know. Tell a problem solver to tell a problem solver to come on in. This is the place where we bring sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. We bring in value back to people who are actually problem solvers who impact our life within close proximity. And we're going to rise above this madness, which is called black culture. Now, let's get into it. I'm pretty sure the title is pretty triggering to most people. And I know when they first seen it, probably they was like, whatever, dude, you sound crazy. You talking stupid. Well, let's get into this. First of all, let me lead into this episode with this. The Shawshank Redemption, which is a movie that Neely Fuller had always recommended people watch because it talks about a man going to prison. And since black people, non-white people in the concept called America, we understand prison. We know family members that have gone to prison. Uh, Some of you have may even did prison time yourself. But it talks about confinement. And when you're incarcerated, that's called greater greater confinement according to the code. But there was a character in this movie named Andy Dufresne who was wrongly accused of murdering his wife of sleeping with another man. They accused him of murdering the man that that slept with his wife. So he ended up going to prison, which became an overnight harsh cold reality. When he first got to prison, he was struggling. You know, he was dealing with fights. He even got raped in the movie. Right. But it wasn't soon before he began to befriend Morgan Freeman, who was known as the character Red in the movie. The irony of that. And he began to, uh, I think it was another older guy named Burns in the movie who was into the crow. However, seeing it though, he was in a prison. He was aware that he was in a prison. He was conscious that he was in a prison. The first thing he started to do was to figure out how to get out of the prison. So what did he do? He started to study the makeup of the prison. What was the prison made out of? Was the walls made out of inferior rock, which it was. And so he asked Red, played by Morgan Freeman, for a rock hammer. Then the next thing he thought of, let me get a poster of a half-naked woman to hang on the wall. So while I'm chiseling this inferior rock for my escape, this poster will distract the average guard where they'll look at it and they'll admire the image of a half-naked woman. All the while, while he began to study the prison, the one thing he didn't pay attention to were the prisoners. He began to pay attention to those that were in power. He began to pay attention to the warden. So what did he do? It wasn't long before he offered up his services that he was a financial advisor and he was able to do taxes. So once this was known, he then got in touch with the prison guard and the warden. He was like, hey, listen, you know, I could do you all's taxes, but I'm trying to get a little bit of benefits for me and my close friends. Once they found out he could do taxes, he became quite valuable to them. And so they started getting these low maintenance jobs that didn't require a lot of vigorous and physical work. You know, they were getting Cokes and beers when they got done. And eventually he got into the office of the warden. 
when he got into the office of the warden, he kind of studied the warden, how the warden moved, what the warden was on, even how the warden dressed. And this is what he thought about every single day of his life while he was incarcerated. He didn't think about trying to go to other prisoners to, to brag about his shiny shackles, how clean his cell was, his brand new orange jumpsuit, or what he may have on commissary. No, his whole goal every day when he woke up, his whole purpose was getting out of this prison. So he began to study the warden. Next thing you know, he requests to get a library in the prison. He wanted to get books. Now, why was he getting books? Because book re book reading books is good for the mind. It relieves the stress and anxiety. But he was getting books to get information to figure out how could he expose the corruption he was witnessing while he was incarcerated with the warden and all the prison guards. Not only that, he also come into another stark reality that people need to pay attention to that happened in this, mo this movie. There's a particular scene in the movie where he hijacks the PA system, right? He starts to play classical music. And this effect had a major positive effect on all the prisoners on the yard. That classical music, it was calm, it was smooth and relaxing. And when the prisoners heard it, they all just came to like a still creeping pause. And they just kind of looked up and was listening to the speakers. It made them calm. What does that mean according to the code? Music makes you think. Noise makes you not constructive. So you want to listen to something each and every day of a life, whether it's music, whether it's a YouTube video or whether it's people teaching you how to solve problems that makes you think nothing. Everything else that is noise makes you do everything that is counterproductive, that is non-constructive. So upon his journey, which he spent quite a few years in prison, I think it was 10 or 15 in the movie, he eventually had had everything set in order. He eventually was able to expose the corruption of the warden. He eventually had the book sent to him. Right. That he used the information to get out of prison. Not only that, the man was smart enough to have money waiting for him when he got out and was going to retrieve it at a bank. One day they woke up and it was like he was gone and they couldn't find Andy Dufresne nowhere in the prison. And in spite of everything that he had been through, he stayed focused, which a lot of times in the obstacles of life, a lot of us lose focus. Me, too, sometimes included. But he was able to dig a hole through the prison walls and to the sewer system where in the movie, as Morgan Freeman said, at times he narrated, he had to crawl through 600 yards of shit for his freedom. What are you willing to crawl through for your freedom? And when he came to freedom, he had a plan. But if he, you have to know that you're in a prison in order to know to get out of a prison and now white people in the concept called America don't know that they're in a prison. They don't think white supremacy is real. They think racism doesn't affect them. They think it's something because your kids play on the same AAU team or you have certain jobs or you're able to move in certain communities that racism no longer exists. When you have prison walls around you every day that you're not studying, you're studying the other prisoners. And one thing that we know, you can't learn anything by observing and watching black people. You have to watch and observe the people who have power over you in order to decrease and minimize and neutralize the power. How do they think? How do they act? What do they do on an everyday basis? But guess who's the problem solvers? The nerds. Something that we've always looked upon as goofy, geeky, stupid, dumb, no swag, can't get girls, wear plaid pants and argyle socks with an argyle, I mean, with eyes-eyed sweaters, right? With thick-ass glasses with their hair slicked to the side, right? But let's re-examine the nerd, the nerd is an individual who is very brainy, very smart, figures things out, solves problems. 
But now, who's starting to recognize that the nerd is bringing sexy back? Because the nerd is smart. The nerd know how to get money. The nerd know how to fix things around the house. The nerd has ways of solving problems when it comes to financial matters. The nerd is probably a lot of leaders at a lot of these CEO companies and these Fortune 500 companies, right? (laughs) The nerd is that one guy that understands and masters life mentally first before the muscle. He may not be the most big buff guy. He may not have the most swag. He may not be a sex symbol. But you know intelligence is sexy to a woman. Intelligence turns a woman on. And as a woman matures and gets older, the hood nigga starts to dissipate in her mind. He loses, he loses his value. He loses, she begins to lose interest in him. Because he's simple. Give him a weed. Give him his blunt. Give him his drink. Give him a shot of ass every now and then. Buy him his PS5. Keep that nigga right there on that couch. Right? But that nerd that she go to work and see every day. And people go to him for problems. People look at him for questions. That's what's turning her on. See, we got to look at the nerds in our community. See, a lot of times we think that the problems that we need to be solved has to come through a lane of pro-blackness. And I'm here to tell you, if you think that way, you're a special kind of stupid. I just did a show with a woman who's not even married to a black man. And I've always said this. You don't get attached to the color. You get attached to the results. And the work that she does is phenomenal. I would consider her a black nerd. Most people who are solving problems in our community, whether it be a politician, whether it's somebody who understands uh, 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 um, politics, finances, you know, things that are critical to our essential survival. They are not the typical type of people you would consider to be pro-black. And yes, many of them are married to people who are non-black. What's the big deal? What's the problem? What we want to do is replace the system of white supremacy with a system of justice. That doesn't require any person to be married to a particular type of individual. It don't even require for an individual to have a specific type of sexual orientation. Because at the end of the day, the definition of justice is guaranteeing that no one is mistreated, no one is hurt, and that those who get the most and those who need help the most get the most constructive result. Constructive help, excuse me, pardon me. So I need y'all to understand that, ladies. Y'all better get y'all a black nerd. I consider myself to be a black nerd because why? I like to read books. I do boring shit. I don't go to hookah lounges. I don't go to cigar bars. I like to sit my ass right here in the house and read books, study certain things that I didn't know, and constantly thirst for knowledge. And when I leave out the house, you can even consider a black nerd being conscious of his appearance and conscious of his health. I do boring shit. I like to have deep conversations. I like to think. I like to solve problems. And if you fall up under these same characteristics that I name, you, my friend, are also a nerd. I'm a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Y'all could be a nigga for life, but I'm going to be a nerd. (laughs) Being a nerd is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what it's like to have information and then, you know, you can move forward and utilize things in life? You know, I admire people who can read information and change the very condition of their life. That's a nerd. I don't want to be no street nigga. I think it's time for y'all to stop praising that shit. I think it's time for y'all to stop wanting to be that. That's a real nigga. That's my nigga. No, that's my nerd. That's a real nerd. That's my G. You know what I'm saying? The nation, I lost 5%. We say peace, God. We don't say peace, nigga. You see how stupid that sounds? So at the end of the day, let's all become nerds. Let's all get smarter. Let's all get wiser. Let's all let's all build together. It's, it's not about your religion. It's not about your political affiliation. It's not about your sexual orientation. It's about brains getting on one algorithm to solve one problem that impacts us all. That is going to umbrella us all. Y'all with me? 
Y'all street niggas, man. Y'all better stop. Y'all gonna start losing y'all women. <laughs> Almost started to say some, but I understand, man. You know, the nigga is a creation of America. The hood nigga is a creation of the American white supremacist system, and I and I get it. But man, it's time out for that, man. You know, that's black culture. You better get you a black nerd. I'm looking for a black nerd. Somebody, but you know what? Sometimes, you know, sometimes being boring is fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm out the way. I'm still alive. I'm healthy. I don't have no enemies. No, you know what I'm saying? I don't have nobody looking for me in the streets. I just be chilling. I'm gonna do nerd shit. I probably go today outside, man, and just walk the park and throw out breadcrumbs for the pigeons. And read a book and maybe play some chess. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Playing chess. That's some nerd that's some nerd shit. But that's some that's some gangster nerd shit. Yeah. You street niggas about to be replaced by the nerds. Any man that's a problem solver, any woman that's a problem solver, y'all about to be a thing in the past. People love results, not emotions. With that being said, let me get my butt out of here. I got to get ready to go grocery shopping. I'm trying to live healthy, eat better. I need help. I need help. Ladies, I need help. You know, my brothers, you know, I need help. And and, and ladies, if I ask y'all to help me with a recipe, if I ask for help with cooking, I'm not necessarily looking to have sex. Can we just be friends? Can we just do business? And not touch each other. <laughs> I'm talking cash shit. I probably wouldn't want to squeeze your booty. Anyway, no, nah, let me. <laughs> Damn it, boy. I feel good today, and I hope you do too. Listen, man. Like, share, and subscribe, man. Tell a problem solver to tell a problem solver to come on in. You know what I'm saying? There it is. Bam, man. You know what I'm saying? If you got any questions, well, just follow me. That's on. I'm on IG at Humanity Works Podcast. You know, send your boy a follow. And if you got any questions, you want to become a sponsor on the show, you you know, things you want me to see to talk about, or you have guests or people that I should bring on the show, or you say, hey, man, I'm tired of you saying this, stop talking about this, talk about this, or have another night, hey, boom, shoot all your questions right there, man. On that part, man, and also, man, let me give a shout out to, man, Black Student Association, Black Student Advocate, man, is a sponsor of the show. This is the number, 833-925-1957. I'm going to run that promo before I get out of here, man, so you all can support that, man. If you have a black student, if you are a black teacher and the school system is taking you through it, I need you to hit up that, those uh, my good brother, Jerry L. Green, and the Black Student Advocate support staff, man. Other than that, man, as I always tell y'all, man, you know, I value you. I love you. Right? Well, I went too fast. This is the place where we bring sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. Rising above this madness called black culture. Now, I value you. Well, I don't value all you niggas, man, because some of y'all fucked up. I love you. And as long as man acts according to God's will, man, humanity is going to always work. I'll catch up with y'all next time. Peace. Equality versus equity. Equality means every child gets a pair of shoes. Equity means every child gets a pair of shoes that fit. That means every school district has to meet every student's individual needs. I'm Jerry O'Green with the Black Student Advocate. We advocate for black employees and black students within the K-12 school districts. We hold school districts accountable to make sure that black students and employees are in a fair and equitable workplace.